Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about our strategic planning. So we've been on this road of setting up author events. So as you guys know, we may be having a series (laughs) for the next few days that might address some things as I learn along the way. I feel as if I go back into old episodes and I add, oh, by the way, oh, this and that, those of you that are on this daily journey with me, you may not go back and, and catch up on those who's going to listen to me all over again. <laughs> so I think it's best for me to make these as I go and what I've learned um, separated. So here's what I learned yesterday. All right, so since last week, it was Friday, I think, we started sending out the letters. So my publicist and I had a conference yesterday and we went over the list and we made sure that we were pretty much you know in the same accord and we created brand new um sheets and so here's how we've been organizing everything and i think it's gonna work i feel good about it and i'm needing this kind of structure okay so we created a google sheet and the reason why we're using the google products is because my publicist Um, doesn't live in my same area and so it's going to make it very difficult for us to say like like if it was my best friend back home I would be like hey I'm running down the road I'm gonna see you in a minute and we could do that or she'd come to my house in a in a second and I could paint her nails and then we could talk about book publicity and everything well no we've got to do this through Google which is fine I love Google products so we've created the sheets and we just copied the top headers and put them on all of the additional sheets. So we have, um, now they're in alphabetical order because yesterday they weren't. Um, last night I went in again and I kept looking at them after our meeting, trying to organize and brainstorm. So we have bookstores and libraries and churches, businesses, we have colleges, festivals, and conferences. And we've separated them out um, for a sheet per organization or sheet per header, whatever, you know what I'm saying, category, whatever they are. Um, That way, it would just get so overwhelming going through, oh, well, this bookstore said this, or, you know, I get to go to this youth conference at this church. So I think that separating them all, we ended up with seven sheets. And you guys know me, seven's my lucky number. I love the number seven. And we were not planning that. It just happened to work out that way. Um, There may be more coming. Oh, um, homeschool groups were were a part of the organizations um, that we also put down. So after um, talking with my publicist, we started talking about strategic planning. 
not only you know brainstorming oh here are additional bookstores in our area um, I'll tell you about that one too but we talked about while we're at these events how can we look at my calendar and be able to maximize the time spent there and I think that that's very important because I'm going to tell you why let's say you're going to drive two hours for an event well if you already know that you're going to be there but the event is over at five o'clock okay now this is a real situation for me well that whole evening I have to eat of course I got to grab something to eat but could I find a place that would allow me to set up either in a coffee shop or a local bookstore or maybe even the library might hold an event that very same day for me while I'm there and so that's where you have to think outside the box you have to say maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be a bookstore maybe it could be a local establishment a restaurant even it could be so many places maybe there's going to be um, a youth group or a women's meeting or um, Wednesday night service or maybe Tuesday night youth gathering or maybe the church will allow you to set up something that same day that you're in that particular area that way you could actually do two events in the same day and you can maximize the time that you've spent in an area because let's face it if you know if we're going to be traveling and I know you're saying wow Jennifer that could be tiring well it can be but also sitting at home and thinking wow I drove all that way and I had a 20-minute stage platform but I didn't utilize any other time I mean we've got to say what would be worth that I mean 20 minutes I love it really I can talk like hours you guys know that those of you that have been on 40 minute podcast with me know that I could keep going <laughs> but it's just that I'm coming up into the school parking lot but I will let you know you know that strategically planning will give you a better opportunity to reach more people for Jesus and then then you can catch up with your rest you know on another day because then there'll be days when you won't have anything going on and then you can relax and sit back and then you can say wow do you remember when I did those two events and one day Jennifer was crazy but I did it and this is what came out of it and I'm betting you're gonna have a good story <laughs> you'll learn something from that So that's, you know, that's where I am right now in my thought process. So yesterday, I received an email, and my publicist was involved with the back and forth, um, setting it up, and I'm going to be honest with you, I cried. Now, y'all know I get emotional. I got emotional on Sunday, thinking about my parents, thinking about my daddy taking me to the John Blue and the Highland Games, and here I am filling out for events at these festivals. Well, I love my university. And my university messaged back, and here I get a yes, 
and I get to present to faculty. And when that's over at five o'clock, that means I'm going to be in my area with my people. And how can I find another place that would open its doors for me? And so that's where I'm at. Yesterday, it struck me, you know, yes, I'm driving back home. I get to be around my people. I get to tell them how much, you know, their university set me up, the skill stacking that set me up to where I am today. And I love that. And guys, as nerdy as y'all think this sounds, and I'm fine with that, y'all know if you've listened to me, I've talked to you about how much I love librarians. And the library, they remembered me from undergraduate, okay? This is 1993, they remembered me. That just lets you know (laughs) how much time I would spend in the library. And now I'm going back. Those are like dream moments for me. So I will say to you, you know, while you're planning these events, think about places along the way that have been instrumental for you and your growth and reach out to those places. Even if it's not a typical bookstore, you know, we don't always have to be at a bookstore. Okay, I'm going to tell you something fun that my, now my publicist is so extroverted. Y'all, I'm telling you, I love her so much and she doesn't meet a stranger just like my husband I mean they can talk to anybody um I've got a lot to learn from them you know surround yourself by people like that they can really help you (laughs) break out of your shell and then they can you know they can help you with leading the conversation too if you struggle so she came up with the with a really fun idea she knows of a place where influencers go And they'll always stop in, and it is a local coffee shop up here in the big world of the city. And it's got a name for itself. And she knows the people at the coffee shop. And we were looking at their events that they have scheduled, and they have all kinds of artists coming in. And they do not have October and November filled up. Now, my September is pretty full. It's already getting full, um, which is lovely. Thanks to the hard work of emailing and getting yeses back. But my October, during the weekday, it could use some dates. So, she thought, let's pick one of these and, and let's try and let's see if we can get you on the card. Even if there's another event going on, they may allow you to set up during that same event. Now, I thought that was brilliant because nobody is going to know who Sweet Potato Jones is and who Jennifer Lowry is. You know, this small town girl, who's going to know her? But they may know this bluegrass band that they follow and they may love to go and listen to their music. And while we're there, listening there then this could open up an avenue for me to get somebody to come over oh i read this i read ya or oh i have a cousin who would love this book or who knows right we talk about that you talk to one person like they know ten thousand, 
I'm, I believe that with all of my heart. I'm going to continue to say that forever. That's my line. It copyrighted quote it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I might make me a little Pinterest on just that. Like a Pinterest page just on. Um, when you're speaking to one, you're speaking to 10,000. There's going to be probably a whole chapter in, in our author devotional. This is going to be titled that for December. So good luck, you guys. Because I'm going to challenge you big time next year. And this time you can't, you know, run away from me. You can say, oh, I forgot. Jennifer, you know, no, it's going to be in book format. So you guys are going to have to keep going back to it, journaling and reflecting. <laughs> um, but getting back to that, think about a business like a coffee shop or like an event venue place that's already holding events. Contact them. You know, there's something that I've had to learn, and I have got to have a thick skin with all of this. I've been rejected. I'm going to get a no. I got a no. Yes, just yesterday when I got up the courage to cold call, and I'll tell y'all about that, but we got to keep going because one day we might just get a yes. And you know what I firmly believe? Now, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, and I'm not trying to be cliche, but I truly believe that the places that say yes to us there's going to be somebody in that audience, just one person maybe, that the Holy Spirit is going to place strategically there. And they're strategically planning to have that person at that event to hear us because they're going to be receptive to seeing a Christian author. They might not even know it yet. But when I'm telling you to strategically plan out events so that way you can do multiple events or you can tag along with somebody else that's having an event and it doesn't even have to be an author. It, if you get a yes, that means, okay, Holy Spirit has aligned this up. There's going to be somebody there. That should give you the courage that it takes to push through the anxiety of being around a group of people even in a place that you may not necessarily venture out to on your normal days of the week because you're homeschooling at home and you're you're busy with your life so just know that and we are going to get some no's because we're going to like throw our net out wide okay you're going to throw that net out wide and you're going to catch some fish and you don't know how many are going to say yes but the ones that do, yeah, you might have a crying moment like me. You may sit back and say, wow, I can't believe my university said yes. Or I can't believe that this bookstore is welcoming me and I get to do a reading on Facebook. Because I'm speaking to that Facebook screen. I'm speaking to that phone that that one person is holding up or whatever it is they're using to record. Probably a phone. I'm speaking to that one person like it's 10,000 that are on that Facebook or could watch that video. So I'm just letting you know, you can get one or two. And if that's all that I get, I'm going to be quite honest with you. If I get these two and I get nothing else, that's two that I had before I started. And then I'll sit back down and I'll brainstorm some more and I'll think creative some more and I'll throw out my net. 
because I'm going to tell you. Think about the story of Jesus on the boat. And he's telling Peter, throw in that net. And Peter's like, look, we fished all day. They're like, Jesus. He's like, throw out the net. And you know what ends happening with this story? Jesus is the one that causes that miracle to occur. That same miracles in our life. We're standing on the boat. You know that they probably felt disheartened, discouraged. They might have needed that for their livelihood, for their finances, for their families, for their community. Or maybe they were just hungry. They wanted it for themselves. And here we go. No fish. To the point where the nets were breaking. So when I tell you to cast out, we're going to speak these in the name of Jesus. Allow our nets to cast wide and allow the Holy Spirit to bring in what we need. What we need for our development, what we need for our learning growth and opportunities, what other people in that room need. And then we have to be at peace with it because we know who's the ultimate fisherman and so we're just on that boat with Jesus so that's how we can look at it and help ourselves through rejection I know that can help me because you know we all can feel that way I told y'all I got my slump this weekend and I had to talk to the boys I had to go in prayer I had to really build myself up and then I get these yeses and it's like wow God thank you God and in the same day I get invited to speak at a mother's lunch at a church for Mother's Day I remembered your everyday mom challenge devotional we would love to have you come and speak to our young mothers. Amen, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That was a fish jumping right into my boat. That I did not even cast out that net. That's what Jesus will do. Open yourself up to these possibilities. Say, Lord, I know I'm an introvert. Lord, I don't know how it's all going to be figured out. But I know that you can figure it out. <laughs> And I'm trusting you to do so. When that day comes, we'll all figure it out. We got it going. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going every single day, doing what you've called us to do. So, back to the business idea. So, this place that my friend knows that she says is extremely popular. All of the influencers go. I love using that word. It's fancy to sound it in. She told me that yesterday. She was like, the influencers always stop by. Even, you know, no matter how big they get to go to this place. And so she said, let's try. I'm going to put a call in. And I'm like, you're calling them? Of course. You're not going to email them? No, I'm going to call them. And I'm like, see, that's why she's my publicist. And so <laughs> she was like, I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, I've got, you know, your publicist letter. You know, that's the one that we've been sending out on email. She said, I'm going to go in on that letter and I'm going to bold some things out. And I'm going to use that letter with the bold as my calling, my cold calling letter. How smart is that, y'all? 
So see, I got a new idea. So now take and make a copy. That's why I love Google Docs too, but just make a copy and do a bold of the words that really stand out because the letter, of course, was a lot longer than what you're gonna do as, as an initial, you know, hey, I'm setting up an author tour for, you know, Dr. Jennifer Lowry. Her book is gonna be released on September 10th. You know, Sweet Potato Jones is a YA and she would love it if she would be able to stop in on her tour and visit and sign some books at your coffee shop. And so, to me, that's it. But then she'll have the, the summary. If they'll say, well, what's the book about? If they ask that question, you know, you're right there in front. That letter is right there. And, and your publicist can say, oh, it's this. It's about blah, 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 blah. And then go from there. So, we looked on the events. And something just hit me. And, guys, I'm telling you, y'all going to love this story when... One year, I wanted to celebrate uh, the boys and myself in a bucket list adventure. So we looked on our bucket list, and we were like, "Where do what do we do on here?" Well, I've always wanted to take a cruise. You know, it's funny that I married a man from Puerto Rico because um, a couple of years prior to meeting my husband, we went to Puerto Rico, um, and we did a cruise. We did a seven-day carnival cruise. And we went to the Bahamas, you know, St. Thomas, the whole, you know, the islands. And we did all of that. And I went to Puerto Rico. And out of all the things that I could have done, of course, the rainforest one was my first choice. Because you guys know I love hiking and nature. That one was booked up. But I love military history. My dad was um, in Korea and in Vietnam. And so I was raised as a military girl. And so we did the war forts, which... I am so grateful that I had an opportunity to do that one. Um, when I go back with my husband, he's going to take me to the rainforest. So, um, I'm good to go on that. But, long story short, you know, we had this bucket list adventure. And I lost my train of thought because I started thinking about my daddy. You see how I go there? Haha. <laughs> oh, well, I'm on the ship. And they have this karaoke machine, and they have karaoke day. Now, y'all, I, I figure, I'm never going to see these people again. I want to sing on a ship. And I sang, I Told You So, by Randy Travis. Now, y'all, love me some Randy Travis. I love me some old-timey country music. I was raised up on going on these concerts and doing this with my family. So, if I had an opportunity, I'm going to sing I Told You So. Randy Travis remade that with Carrie Underwood. So I'm up there singing karaoke, and you know, it's fun, and I like it. And I'm, I was like, okay, I'm probably never gonna do this again in my life. Well, never say never, because when I saw that this place was having a karaoke event, I was like, you know what, there's so much singing in my book. It's no joke, y'all, they're singing so many chapters in my book. I'm like, okay, singing karaoke, this matches Sweet Potato Jones. We gotta do it, we gotta do karaoke. And that's a way I can pull probably a lot of my teacher friends to come and visit me is saying, look, you guys always ask me, let's have girls night. They wanted to take me skating and do skating party. And I'm like, guys, I broke my arm skating in fifth grade. I don't necessarily, as a 43-year-old woman, want to get out there on skates. Um, but could you imagine us at a coffee shop having karaoke? 
It would be hilarious. I would love it. And you know what? They would too. Because I work with some very courageous teachers who need that in their lives. So we're going to try our best to have a karaoke signing. And then we get to sign books and hang out and sing and have a good old time. So that is going to be something new. And I'm like, you know what? That's thinking creatively. I would have never, ever thought of karaoke night if I wasn't sitting there with my publicist holding our meeting. And this is only the second meeting that we've had. And it was now to kind of touch base, go over what we've got so far. Um, and do you see how when you have other people around you and you're talking out ideas, that it can lead to great ideas? That is like a super fun idea. Because people might not necessarily want to say, oh, Jennifer's down at the coffee shop. I mean, coffee alone can get teachers hooked in to go. But, oh, we can get some coffee. We can sing a karaoke or two. And then we can... Um, support Jennifer with her work. Now that, my friends, that is cool. To me, that's cool. So I guess I can't embarrass myself in front of uh, my work people. I can see myself singing Cindy Lauper, some silly song on a karaoke. I love Time After Time. Who knows? Time After Time, the Cindy Lauper song. I've I love that for my Bridges book. That's kind of like a a theme song for that book. But that just hit me like that. Like, definitely got to do a karaoke uh, coffee area for for that next book. Because that's all about music, too. I think every book I'm going to ever teach. Teach. <laughs> every, I'm on my way to school. Every book that I ever uh, write is probably going to be heavily influenced um, with music just because it influences me so heavily in my life and it always has so you know thinking outside of the box being creative and then strategically planning to me the coffee shop and the karaoke night that's a strategic plan now i saw that carrie underwood is coming to town now my little girl in the story in sweet potato jones my little girl is going to be a big star. I'm just, I'm just, I know it. I know that's going to happen for Bell Pepper. Um, she's my character. I love her very much. And she loves country music. And everybody else in the family, they, they tolerate it for her. That might not be their necessary favorite genre. They're more of a gospel group. But she loves and adores country music. So I'm going to reach out to Carrie Underwood and you say, Jennifer, are you kidding? No, I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm going to contact the arena. I'm going to tell them I'm a local author. I'm going to ask them, could I set up at the venue out when they're selling their, like, T-shirts and all of their things like that? And I'm going to see what they say. I'm sure they may say no. I've never thought of an arena before while a big concert or event or sporting event is taking place but that's the thing you throw out your net and if they say no well it just wasn't meant to be you just didn't meet the qualifications like for example food truck rodeo do you know how many people go to the food truck rodeo thousands of people right so i'm like wow what if i could set up 
at the food truck rodeo. There's going to be one in the fall of the year. There's one in October. I'm like, this would be perfect. Well, guess what? The only vendors they take after me researching, guess what they are? Duh. You know, food trucks and carts. Well, you know what? I'm neither one of those, so I'm not able to go um, for sweet potato. But I did look. I did investigate it. I got to know before I even send it off. <laughs> and that's okay. Because we're going to get those. But by me looking that up, it's, oh, have you thought about going to the Sweet Potato Festival? Oh, my gosh, for real? No, I have not. How dare I not do this? And so now I'm on the hunt for uh, the application for the Sweet Potato Festival. So you see how one no leads to another opportunity. So that's how I want you to think about it. When you're spreading out your net, when I got a no from the bookstore the bookstore needs my book to be already in their system before they can schedule an author event well you know what guys that's out of my control my publisher has to do that part that end and so that's me waiting <laughs> you're saying jennifer are you patient of course i am so what i did is after contacting the bookstore and hearing that news that's not necessarily a no right now so that doesn't mean that Barnes & Noble, that I can't set it up. It just means that at this point in time, I got to know because the book is not at that stage yet in their catalog system. But it will be. But I had to make myself a note. So going back into that sheet and writing in, or if you're doing a journal or note-taking or however it is that you're keeping your notes, go back in and update what you find out, even when you get a no or a not yet, go ahead and place it down. Because I'm going to say this to you, and I'm going to say this right now so you can hear it, because maybe you need to hear this. This is not just the only book you're ever going to write in your life, hopefully, right? This is just one of many to come. And if you plan strategically now, you build yourself up these contacts, you build up the list, you put down the emails, you put down the phone, call, phone numbers, you put down the people in these areas. When it comes time for you next summer or next year, when your next book is released, you already have a working list to go back to and modify and adapt because your new book might have new themes in it, new settings in it that can allow you to be creative. But you've done the hard thing now. And this is a hard thing. You know, I was looking and it was like, oh, this is so easy. This is so easy. Well, it's according to what kind of personality you have, whether or not it's easy or not. But you know what? I can do hard I've done hard before. I've done some really hard things in my life. Compared to those things, this is easy. And so I tried my first cold calls. So yesterday afternoon, I picked up the phone and I called a safe place first. A place that I frequently go to for homeschool exchanges. I love this bookstore. It is a local bookstore. It is small, 
I don't even know where I would set up in the thing. I'm going to be honest with you, but I love it. I love the atmosphere of the place. And so when I called, I said, hey, I'm a local author. My book is being released September the 10th, and I was hoping I could set up a book signing at the store. Well, our manager's not going to be back until Thursday. So here I am going, okay, my first patient you know, marker. And so I had to go back online and I had to say, call back Thursday. And I had to put it in my calendar so I would get a ding notification. Call back Thursday to Pauper's Books. And so I talked to them though. I kept talking. I didn't just say, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, and he was like, I think that that would be really cool. And I was like, thank you so much. I was like, to me, if I'm going to do a book signing, you guys are like home to me. It would just be like me having a book signing in my house. And he laughed. I'm like, we, we use you guys for, you know, our homeschool all the time. I said, I love being there. He was like, yeah, you better definitely call back and um, good luck with everything. And that was a great, encouraging phone call. Even if the manager says, no, we don't have room. No, we have other events scheduled for the fall or, or we just don't do book signings here. You know, whatever it may be, whatever they say to that, I still did my first cold call and I survived y'all. I'm talking to y'all. I didn't like extremely panic or anything. I just talked natural and I focused myself and I said, you know what? If I can do this, I can call Barnes and Noble. I can do this. And I had already found out who to ask for at Barnes & Noble because I looked it up. I Googled it. It says it on the Barnes & Noble website. And here I am calling. And they're like, oh, one store, the first Barnes & Noble I call, because there's like six in my surrounding area. The first one I called, they said, oh, you have to do those requests in writing. Here's our email. Go ahead and send it to us. So I did. I went ahead and sent that. Well, then the next Barnes & Noble I called because then I was like, well, I need to get these email addresses and I go ahead and collect them. I talked with the person, the community services manager, something like that. It's, it's on the website. I forgot the title. It's like community manager or something like that. Um, and they were like, oh, no, you've got to be in the system. Let me go ahead and look up your title. Let me see if it's there. Well, it's not there yet. Uh, but you do have some time. And, and so we talked through the process, and she told me what to do. She was lovely. And then that helped me, too. And I was like, you know, first, book people are my people. You know, we talk about, you know, the Jen Lowry writes, writing community. This is our author community. This is our tribe. These are people that we are, you know, our best around because we share common interest. These bookstores that's what they do. They set up these events all the time. It's not like I'm the first author that's ever contacted them. They know the spiel. Now, I did find a bookstore yesterday that charged 40% profit. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to put a red color, and I highlighted it red, to say, wait a second, am I going to be able to maintain that and really in this small independent bookstore, you know, then you start weighing out. So that's also a part of strategically planning. You need to look at the overhead. You need to look at the cost. You're going to have to drive to another city. How much is this going to be? You know, and then you've got to give them 
So I was like, okay, that's a little high. Um, I know now, after my dear friend, and she let me know, and then I contacted my publisher, and I talked through with my marketing managers, um, because, of course, that's who you need to go to. You need to go to your publisher with questions. That's what they're there. They love to answer them, I'm sure. It's part of their job. Um, but I know the rates can go from 15% to 40%. But as a, um, a new author starting out without a lot of revenue in it, you know, I have to think about what is the best place for me. Just like someone told me, farmer's market. Well, farmer's market tables are not cheap. And Sweet Potato Jones would be perfect for a farmer's market. There's the whole farm theme in there. Book two is going to be set on a farm. And so I can see the farmer's market working out for me. But when it's coming out, think about it. It's going to be closing down. The times for the farmer's market are going to close. From They're going to be open from like 10 to 12 o'clock. So you're only talking about paying all that money for two hours set up and not many people are going to be heading to the farmer's market during that time of the year. So even though it's not a viable option in the fall and winter months for me, because I really don't think spending that money for a booth set up would be worth it because it will, it'll last a certain amount of time. I love that somebody mentioned that. My librarian actually mentioned that yesterday. I love that because that means in the spring, when I'm still going to be pushing the book, it's not that, you know, I'm only going to do a fall winter tour and Sweet Potato goes away. No, Sweet Potato Jones is going to be something that's on my marketing plan for a very long time. And I'm going to continue to push her until the next book is released. And then I'm going to push them both. <laughs> I'll have them both sitting up at my author table. So... Thinking about spring events, I already know that by that time, hopefully I've made some money on the jewelry or my freelance writing that then I'll be able to directly put right back into the business and get myself a booth at the farmer's market. So, you know, that's something to consider as well. Um, places that you might not necessarily, I would have not thought of the farmer's market. That's why you ask people. And as you're throwing out your net, ask other people because they can come up with, oh, have you thought of Laurel Festival? Have you thought of the Azalea Festival? And even though these places that they're giving me, they're not the right date, even though I told them what the date was, that's okay because it allows me to keep a brainstormed list. So what do you do with that list? I'm not going to separate my stuff. At first, I was like, I'm going to keep a document and this is going to have a brainstorm list. No, I can't. I can't. I'm going to lose my mind. So... Here's the way that I'm going to do it. I think this is efficient for me. On the sheets that I'm building, I'm going to list as many things. So yesterday, the festivals, I listed the festivals out that my friends, that my friends gave me on Facebook, just in a general message. Hey guys, I'm scheduling these things. Think of stuff that you like to go to. Think of events. What are they? Um... I sat and I added to it. I'm just not going to put date, scent, and all the rest of it. So it's just going to be on my list, but it's not going to have any websites, anything. It's not going to be filled up beside it. 
And that's going to be great for me because when I come back and I keep revisiting this list and I get closer to the fall of the year, then I know I need to be setting up for 2020. And I can start doing that in the fall of the year. Because my media specialist, Hannah, was exactly right when she said to me that day when I kind of got discouraged when I found out my dates had changed from April to September. She's like, Jennifer, think about all the things you can do before then. And it's not just making the recipe book. You know, that is a highlight of this whole experience that we get to have a Sweet Potato Jones recipe book that we're giving to the local homeless shelter. That is fabulous. I love that. That's something that is close to my heart, and I will always be thankful to the Lord for extending this time. But I also see that with that time extension, how God is moving and working in that. And again, when that pastor steps up on stage, he's a visiting pastor, and he says, the past two sermons, I have not spoken this, but there's somebody in this room, and you have the sons of Issachar, you have that blessing of Issachar, you know the time. You know the time. I'm like, yes, I do. And I'm very grateful for that time. And I'm very appreciative to the Lord. And all glory goes to the Lord for all of this work. It takes courage. Build it up. Get in the Word. Read. Pray. Surround yourself by people. Get yourself a mover and a shaker. Find you a friend to help you along the way. I cannot tell you how invaluable that is. Having a friend in your corner to pray with you, to encourage you, that's what I'm hoping that my launch team is doing. They're praying. I, I, I need prayer. Not only praying for doors to be opened that would have otherwise been shut, maybe like the PNC Arena during a Carrie Underwood concert or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Not just praying for doors to be opened, but praying for strength for me to continue this work that the Lord has put on my life. And to do so with an understanding and the wisdom of the Spirit. So that way, I'm learning and I can turn that around and share it with everyone. Because I know that that's what the Lord would want me to do. He would not just want me to sit in my room at home, be by my office desk, that my husband nicely made for me for my jewelry making and my work now. So I have my, my, my personal space. And to sit and, and plan all these events and, and be in prayer and, and have my Bible verses around me and, and you know, sit with the Lord and then not share it with y'all. Because we could very well do that. But maybe this is for more than, you know, me. Maybe this is more than you. Maybe this is the next person you can tell it to. So stay encouraged and encourage other people. There are so many people out there that are emailing me that are on this author journey or that they have dreams of being a writer. And I remember where I was just like them, intimidated, nervous, not knowing the process. How does this work? And so as I go through the process in real time, who knows what can happen, how this could spark somebody else, and it could help them move to their next step. So you keep moving in your next steps, and I'm going to keep moving in mine. And together, we're walking in the same direction. We're walking towards 
the goal, the prize. Saving souls for Jesus Christ. Using our platform to speak the name of Jesus. That alone should give us the boldness and the courage that it takes to organize an event and then to be at an event and then to stand there at an event and then to speak at an event. And I will guarantee you this, and I say this with full conviction, that even though I work myself up about speaking in front of crowds of people, the minute that I begin to speak, the Holy Spirit takes it over. The Holy Spirit has never failed me. And He will not fail me now. And He will not fail me in the future. I just, in my natural state, work myself up in a little teasy. And I go, oh my gosh, i got to call these fancy big wig people. What if they say no? Well, you know what? That's okay. You remember Jesus was said no to in his own hometown. Do you think that stopped his ministry? No. He kept on walking that road. Healing. Saving. Spreading the message of love. So I hope that this has been an encouragement for somebody. I hope you guys have learned some tips because every day I'm learning something new. I'm like, Dag, this strategic planning idea, this is brilliant. And I would have never come across that, I don't think, if I wouldn't have been, you know, brainstorming and just meeting and talking out this process. Sometimes we just need to talk it out. And talking it out with the Lord is a great start. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.